Precious Jesus, precious Jesus, hear your children when we pray. I've been singing this song for the last, I think, half an hour. And here I'm talking to you, beginning with this beautiful song that's just been running through my heart. Precious Jesus, precious Jesus, hear your children when we pray. Precious Jesus, precious Jesus, hear your children when we pray. Ah, Today I want to talk to you about the power of prayer again because I want to remind you the importance, the importance today to call upon the Lord continually of what the Bible says will happen to us when we pray. And I know you know a lot of the answers, but I really want to encourage you today. Please hear the word I have prepared for you today because I believe you'll be encouraged, you'll be blessed, you'll be strengthened in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for being my wonderful partner, wonderful friend. I really thank God for you and I have grown to love you. You know, we've been doing this since March of 2020 and the comments you send me and the beautiful messages you have sent me, even though I've not met a lot of you, I've not met you, I've, I've actually met some of you. Yes, God has given me a love for you that are with me now every day and I see your beautiful messages and prayer requests and so much more. Thank you for being with me. Really, I mean this with all of my heart. By the way, just quickly before I begin teaching, if you'll send me your email address, we have just made a decision to send you the teachings. Like I'm going to uh, choose one of the best teachings like weekly and send it to you by email. So if you want that, make sure we have your email, please. You can send it to pastorben at benihin.org. Just send me an email. Pastor Ben at benihin.org and say, I want the weekly teaching and I'll send it to you by email every single week. You'll love it. Okay. Now, the Lord said in Matthew 7, ask, you'll receive, you'll receive, seek, you'll find, knock, it will be open. The poverty and the powerlessness you see today in the lives of some people. You know, the explanation is really found in, in the words, I believe, of James 4.2. You have not because you ask not. The Lord said, ask, you'll receive. Seek, you'll find. And if you'll knock, the door will be open. So, the, so neglect of prayer really is the reason there's, there's so many with, with, without fruit, without power. If, if people have no power against sin, the answer is neglect of prayer. Listen, God Almighty has promised you and I power, incredible power, at our disposal, and all we have to do is pray. There's a key here, though. There's a key. In Acts 2.42, it says, These continued, they continued, steadfastly in prayer. They continued steadfastly. Now, Satan fights one area in our life. He's not afraid of machinery. He's not afraid of activity. He's, he's afraid of someone on their knees because when we pray, the Lord shows up. So frankly, the devil is not afraid of activity. He's afraid of the Lord. And when we pray, the Lord shows up. So look, we are fighting two enemies. We are fighting the devil and the flesh. The flesh is with us every single day. How do we keep that flesh under submission? 
where the flesh will not pull us back into the world and into the sin we came out of and were free from. Prayer. Paul said, I keep my body, put it under subjection. Lest after I have preached to others, I be a cast away. That's in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. So Jeremiah 33 and, and verse 3, call unto me, God says, call unto me. I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you've not known. I love, I love uh, Psalm 50. Turn to Psalm 50 with me. This is such a beautiful promise about prayer, how God answers prayer. I know you know that. I'm just here to remind you. Call upon me in the day of trouble. Are you in trouble? You can be out of it real quick. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will glorify me. So God is very clear in his amazing word. So if people say, well, I'm too busy to pray, then they're too busy to really have power because activity without prayer will have no results. And like I said, the devil is not afraid of activity. He's afraid of God and prayer brings God on the scene. Now, you've heard me say this before. I'll say it again. Prayer can do anything God can do. Therefore, prayer is omnipotent because prayer can do anything God can do because the arm of God responds only when we pray. Think about God's infinite resources. God's infinite resources are at our command when we pray. So God's infinite resources are at the command of prayer. When we pray, everything God has promised is ours. I know I'm talking to people right now that have problems, maybe spiritual problems, maybe problems with some sin you can't be free from, maybe harassment by demons, maybe some addiction, maybe some other problem. I'm telling you, please hear this. The Bible tells us, call upon me in the day of trouble. Psalm 50, 15. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. I, God says, I'm just, I'm reading it for you. I will deliver you. I will and you, and you will glorify me. Prayer is the key that opens up the inexhaustible storehouses of divine power, divine grace, divine mercy. Think about prayer opening up inexhaustible storehouses of power, grace, mercy, deliverance. All we have is pray. That's all you have to do is just simply pray. Ask, it shall be given you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened. And God will swing wide the doors of his divine treasures only when we pray. So, really, since all things are possible, and they are, to him that prays, to him that believes, it says so in the Bible. Think about the power of prayer then. All things are possible. Jesus said, all things are possible with those who ask and who believe. No limit to God's power when we pray. Persistently, persistently. Pray with fervency. 
the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, I know we've, we, we, we've heard this, all of us. We need to be reminded in this day of such vicious distractions out there, challenges out there. There is a place of quiet rest near the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. Sweet hour of prayer, dear Lord. Now, when you begin to pray, the, the first thing will happen is God will reveal you to you. And when God reveals you to you, you'll break. And you'll throw yourselves upon the Lord in full surrender. That's what happened to Isaiah. He said, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. He threw himself upon the Lord. And when the Lord said, who shall I send? He said, I'm ready to go. And God used him. Because God uses people that are dependent on him. Look what 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 happened with Moses when God revealed Moses to Moses <laughs> and he saw his helplessness. Lord, I can't talk. And God said, all right, I'm going to use you. I'm going to speak through you. Give me that weakness and I'll use you. Or Job who said, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And God used him, blessed him when he saw his weaknesses. Because what what prayer does is prayer reveals our weakness to us and our inability where we become so dependent upon the Lord. And that's really when miracles really, really happen. Now, prayer also has power to cleanse us from all sin, empower us against it. Not only will God reveal you to you, he'll give you that amazing power to overcome that sin in your life you've not been able to overcome that's been there over and over. It says, who can understand his errors? I'm reading Psalm 19, 12. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. So when we pray, that's what really happens. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Do you want to finish stronger as a Christian than when you started? It's quite simple. Pray. So simple, really. So simple. So in answer to prayer, God will cleanse us. God will keep us back from sins. God will not let sin dominate our life. And then it says, then will I be upright and I will be innocent from the great transgression, meaning what? Apostasy. People today are living in the faith. If you want to stay in the faith and stay strong, keep praying. Don't ever stop praying. David said in Psalm 51 to wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. This is happens, this this happens when we pray. So that's when when victory comes through prayer, and we are not only victorious over, over sin, God will cleanse us because David said, Cleanse me, Lord, cleanse me. 
And, and prayer, when we pray, God gives us power where we are, we are held up from falling. We're kept from falling. He gives us victory over temptations when we pray. Psalm 17 verse 5 says, Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. Do you want to walk with God stronger tomorrow than you did last week? It's prayer. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be your holy name forever. The day I don't pray because of some things that happen sometimes with all of us, that's the day that things happen that I don't want to see happen. But when I spend time with the Lord, oh, glorious things happen. I have such peace, such joy, such victories. I don't care what happens out there. I'm always at peace. Just prayer. Hold me up, Lord. Hold up my goings. Don't let me slip. If you and I want to walk strong with God, we pray. And God is ready to hear that kind of prayer, precious people. You know, the Lord spoke to me really very, very clearly to, to speak on this. Jesus said, pray that you enter not into temptations. When, when he said that to his disciples, they didn't really listen to it. And when the temptation came, they all went home and Peter denied him. But think about Jesus. What gave him power to endure the cross? When he prayed in Gethsemane, when he prayed in Gethsemane, he won the victory. So the victory of Calvary was won in prayer in Gethsemane. The real victory happened in Gethsemane when he said, it's not my will, when he prayed. And look at this amazing victory he had. It says, looking unto Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2, the author and finisher of our faith, to for the joy that was set before him endure the cross. How did he endure? He prayed. Despising the shame. How did he do that? When, when he prayed. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him that endured such hostilities of sinners. How could the Lord endure? Think about it. How did he endure? On the cross? With the mockings and the hostility of his enemies. Come down if you're the son of God. Come on, prove yourself. How did he endure? All the mockings, all the spitting, all the... When he was whipped, when he was beaten, didn't even say a word. Such peace that filled his life and heart, that amazed his enemies. Prayer. It was prayer in Gethsemane that give him that victory on Calvary. Pray that you enter not into temptation. Oh yes, he was tempted. In all points it says he was tempted. But he didn't fail, why? Because he prayed. I'm talking to someone who needs it. Because you have fallen back into sin. That temptation has been too strong to say no to. But it will be weak. It will weaken uh, when you pray. You'll be able to say, no, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to look at that. No, I'm not going to do that. And you'll win the victory when you pray, when you really call upon the Lord. 
you'll see victories over that temptation and over that sin in your life. And prayer has also power to, to govern our tongue. You know, I told you how the Lord Jesus, when they accused him, he didn't respond. In Psalm 141, verse 3, oh, this is so wonderful. You know, all of us have been lied about, I think, accused falsely. And when people accuse you, when they say nasty things about you, you want to retaliate. But the Bible says when you pray, you won't retaliate. When you pray, you'll, you'll keep it in. You'll, you'll, you'll say, Lord, it's, it's, it, vengeance is yours. I'm not going to retaliate. You'll take care of it. So in Psalm 141, verse 3, it says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door on my lips. Only prayer can do that. So when people start attacking you and you start feeling that hurtedness and you want to say something back, if you've prayed that day, you'll have amazing peace. You'll just look at them and smile and love your enemy. Love your enemy. I've had moments like that. Oh, you know I've had moments like that. When the peace of God that passeth all understanding filled my heart and my soul and my mind and I was attacked viciously and such peace took over my life, I just prayed for those people. I really did. God knows my heart. But when we don't pray, and someone says nasty things, ooh, you want to just hit them right back. But prayer gives you that ability to do what it says in Psalm 141, verse 3. Oh, Lord, keep the door of my lips. Help me, Lord, be quiet. You know, James 3, 8 says, the tongue can no man tame. The tongue cannot be tamed, but only the power of prayer can tame it. Only the power of prayer can keep the tongue under control. So, never, never forget how many people have been destroyed by the power of the tongue. Life and death are in it, you know. And only God can bring the tongue under control and, and subjection. And only prayer can really do it. So think about prayer can rule the unruliest tongue. Prayer can rule the unruliest tongue. An unruly tongue can be ruled only by prayer. There's so much about the power of prayer. Let me just share a few more things with you. Wow. Now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 86, and 11. It says, teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I'm reading Psalm 86, 11. So prayer enables me to walk in the truth of God's word. You know, I tell you, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've shared the example of how if, if, let's say, someone gives you a new car, and you have to get the gasoline. And he gives you the key, but you have to turn the engine on. God gives us life eternal. It's our responsibility to get the gasoline, which is the word of God. 
And it's our responsibility to ignite the engine, which is prayer. So prayer ignites the engine. Prayer causes the word of God to flow out of us. Prayer enables us to really move on with God, go to higher places, different places. And we can walk with the Lord in truth only as we pray. Only as we pray. There's a lot of people who know the Bible but don't pray and they're not going nowhere. They become legalistic. They begin to worship doctrine, not the Lord. There are people out there who know the Bible but don't know the Lord because they're not talking to him. Hear me out. They're not talking to him. How can you know someone you don't talk to? You have to talk to the Lord to know him. So the word and prayer, the word and prayer, that's what Peter said in Acts. He said, we will give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. These are the two amazing keys in the, in the life of every Christian. We need the Bible, we need to pray. We cannot pray without the Bible. It has to fill our life, but we have to pray now. And the Bible is not gonna really uh, reveal God to us without prayer, because now we get to know him. That's why it says pray always, never give up. In all things pray, call upon me, I will answer you. Call upon the Lord. They that seek the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, they'll renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. I know you know that, but I really feel it's time. You know, I do it every so often here and there, but I really want to remind you because we are, the church today is under attack. They just did a study, uh, a a survey, uh, I should say, in Arizona. They questioned a thousand evangelical pastors. 39% of them said, Jesus is not the only way to heaven. Think about that. 39% of evangelical pastors don't believe the Bible. Don't believe that the Lord is the only way to heaven. 30% of them don't believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. And 30 or so percent don't believe some things in the Bible. Well, if they question some things, they'll question other things later. So we are, we are in dangerous days. Only the word and prayer will keep us strong in the Lord and finish stronger than when we began. So Psalm 25 says in verse 4, Show me your way, Lord. Teach me your path. Wow. You know what I love? I love this beautiful portion of the Bible. Oh, let me just show it to you. Come on. Let's let's go to Psalm 119. I love that verse. Psalm 119, verse 18. Because a lot of people read the Bible and don't understand it because there's no prayer in their life. So if you really just read the Bible, you'll never really get it because there's no prayer. Prayer says, David said, to the Lord in, in Psalm 119, verse 18, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Meaning, difficulties vanish. Passages that are not clear become clear. Uh, familiar portions become illuminated when you pray. So you can read the Bible, but when you pray, it illuminates it. Things that you had, you had not understood, now you understand. 
it makes it like living, you know? It gives it meaning. It becomes a living Bible, a living Bible, um, alive. The Word of God gives the Word life. And finally, the Holy Spirit will descend on your life with mighty power. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask him. If you want the power of God on your life, wow. It says, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, Acts 4, 31. When Peter and John came down to Samaria, they found a group of young converts in Samaria in Acts 8. It says they prayed for them and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 18, uh, sorry, Acts 8, 15 and 17. It was in answer to prayer that Paul also saw the Holy Spirit descend on the men from Ephesus. Remember that? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. Are you waiting upon the Lord? The Bible says you'll renew your strength. You'll mount up with wings as eagles. You'll run and not be weary. You'll walk and never faint. So today, the Lord will touch you and will empower you because prayer promotes our growth in the spirit. Prayer brings us into the likeness of Jesus like nothing else can. Think about what prayer can do. The more time we spend in true prayer, the more we will grow into his likeness. Our wonderful master. Because in prayer we gaze upon the face of God. It's in prayer we gaze upon his lovely face 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, and, and then I'm done talking. We all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Lord, I thank you for your blessed word. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of heaven. I'm going to put some worship on right now and I'm going to pray with you. Oh, I feel that blessed anointing already flowing. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you're welcome now. You're welcome, Lord. Lift your hands, let's bless it. Lord, touch each one. Oh, we call upon your holy name, Lord. And Lord, I pray for your sweet people today. Inflame them, inflame them with a new fire of love and prayer. Inflame them, Lord, with desire to fellowship with you, to walk with you, to know you. 
Yes, Lord. Like your disciples said, teach us to pray, Lord. We don't know how to pray. Sweet Holy Spirit, be that amazing part in our life for prayer. For your word declares we know not as we ought to, but you pray within us with groanings that cannot be uttered. I give you praise, Lord. Stretch your hands towards me. I believe God right now is going to touch you as I stretch my hands and my heart towards you. In Jesus' name I pray and I believe with you that a new life of prayer will be born in your life. You'll experience new heights in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told you you're going to enjoy today. I sensed it yesterday. I really, really did sense it yesterday. Can I also pray with you right now before I say goodbye about your finances? Because God really wants to bless you. God really wants to honor you as you honor him. You know, we're living in very deadly days. Financially, I mean. And giving is, has, has become more important today than it maybe was a year ago. Because when we give now, I think we're gonna receive the harvest a lot faster because God is doing a quick work in the church today. I have, I have, I have such peace in my life. A man walked up to me yesterday and uh, the Lord spoke to him to bless me with a, an amount of money. And I had sowed recently into the ministry a large sum because the ministry needed it. And a man comes from Africa to Florida and I was in shock yesterday in a good way because of the harvest I just got yesterday. I'm going to ask God to do the same for you. I'm telling you, I want God to do the same for you. Lord, in Jesus' name, give them the harvest they've been waiting for. Lord, you gave me my harvest yesterday. Give them the harvest. Give them the harvest. They've been waiting for the harvest. They've sown seed. They've been waiting for the harvest. Give them the harvest, Father, in the name of Jesus as they sow for your glory and honor. I sowed that seed about a month ago, and I didn't think about what was going to happen. I just believed God was going to bless me. And this man and his wife flew in. Suzanne called me. She said, these people want to see you. And uh, he was when, when, when he was young, I had ministered to him and his brother in the UK and they flew and he flew in with his wife and uh, wanted to just meet with me so I can pray for them and next thing I know this uh, this morning I, I he had given me a seed yesterday but I didn't know what it, what it was till this morning uh, and when I found out I was like shocked I was shocked so God will do the same for you. God will do the same for you. 
because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think. And we already prayed, so sow that seed right now in faith and watch what God will do with you. I tell you, I felt the anointing when we just prayed that you'll get the harvest because God just, did, just gave me that. And it's been so amazing to see what God has done. All right, you're next. God will give you the harvest. You can sow on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benahin.org, or you can go to our, uh, you can simply text BHM45777. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow for another wonderful day in teaching. Shalom.